what is it that you think you're going to miss? Because um, if it's your Alfredo sauce or if it's your nacho dip, hey, there is something for you, actually. Don't worry about it. You're not even going to notice the difference. Um, so I think what I uh, I always ask them is like, what do you do with it? What do you want to, you know, what are you afraid of, you're of, of missing out? I know that I'll have something for you. I'm Jackie Reed. Emmy Award-winning journalist, longtime TV and radio host, and vegan. I created this podcast to give you tips on how easy, delicious, inexpensive, healthy, and fun eating vegan can be. We'll also talk wellness and just how we can make the world a better place. This is the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks for being here. This episode is all about vegan cheese. One of the most popular reasons people say to me that they can't go vegan is because they love cheese. They just don't want to give it up. And if they have tried vegan cheese, they just don't like it. Well, I wanted people to realize that there is not just one type of vegan cheese out there. There are countless brands and even recipes that you can make at home. And if you give them a try, you will find, I guarantee you, you will find something that you love. One of my favorite vegan cheese shops is in New York City. It's called Riverdale Cheese, and you have to stop by when you're in the city because you will just love the ambiance and feel of the place and their cheeses and other foods. Oh, crazy, crazy good. So my guest today is the owner of Riverdale Cheese, Michaela Grob. Yeah, I wanted to do this cheese episode, Michaela, because people ask me all the time um, about being vegan and I talk to them about why they're not vegan. And one of the main answers I get mm-hmm. is because they don't want to give up cheese. Yeah. And yeah. I just I just really want to for people to realize that there are great vegan cheeses out there. So mm-hmm. I wanted to invite you on the podcast and talk to you about vegan cheeses so people can really understand <laughs> what we're talking about here because yeah. you are you know, an expert when it comes to vegan cheeses. So thank you for saying yes. I appreciate that. Of course. Well, thank you so much for having me. And yes, you're right. So many people say like, oh, I wish I could give up cheese. And um, that's one of the reasons why I started Riverdale because there's so many great options out there. Um, And I kind of feel people just need to see it and need to be able to visualize as well. to actually believe it and also re- really see that there are, you know, it's not anymore what it used to be 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, because so much has happened in just a few years that we've been, that Riverdale's been around. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. Um, the, vegan, uh, the vegan food industry as a whole has evolved mm-hmm. so yeah. much, yeah. even over the, I mean, Every year, you know, it just takes these leaps and bounds. It, it really is pretty incredible. And like you said, from what it was 10 years ago. But why, um, Michaela, was it that you were like, okay, let me specifically, because there's so many types of vegan foods that you could make. What was the passion about making vegan cheese specifically? Um, I think it, it was a little bit of the same motivation. I always liked cheese and I grew up in Europe. So cheese is kind of what you you have in multiple meals throughout the day. Um, you know, for us, dinner was, there was always cheese on, on, on the dinner plate. Um, so when I became vegan, I started looking for 
vegan cheese options. And back then I used to travel a lot. So I used to have, um, used to have the, the possibility to go and explore and I would go to supermarkets and local, you know, little stores and find vegan cheese. And I found some really great options. And I thought like, it, I wish there would be one place where I could just go in and know that everything is vegan and where I actually have a choice of different vegan cheeses. Because even if you would find them at supermarkets, you'd find, or even at smaller stores, you'd find three, four, five cheeses. Uh, but there wasn't like, oh, two from this brand and two from that brand. Uh, so you had to really have to go and, and, and look for them and, and search for them. And I kind of wanted to bring that all into one place so you can go in and you know that everything there is vegan and that you have multiple choices. Mm. And that's kind of where this, where this all came from. Um, so yeah, just really showcase and, and help people see what, what's out there. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I love about Riverdale. I love that it's just, you feel like you're in a, in a shop, right? You have all these options um, yeah. when it comes to cheeses and you really feel like you're in an actual cheese shop, which is mm -hmm. what it is, right? It's, it's just vegan cheese. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. and so I love that. Yeah. What is it that you look for? Um, what determines what is a, a great vegan cheese for you, whether it's something that you make or something that when you're out and about that you're tasting? So for what, what we look for or what I look for, for, for Riverdale is something that's, uh, unique and unique in this, I mean, I guess a lot of, still very, a lot of unique uh, uh, cheese options, but I'm really looking for something that I can put on a platter and that I can give to non-vegans. I think that was always the main motivation for me um, to give it to my friends and they go like, oh, this is really great, what that's vegan. And that's kind of still guides me a lot in like what we have in that store. And then also, um, yeah, the unique products, the, the, the smaller uh, uh, cheese makers that you won't get in the supermarket because they just can't produce the volume yet or they're just really new or they're just starting up and so on. So that's really um, what I'm looking for. And yeah, I mean, a lot of the, I mean, you know, and then the, the, the great thing is that you have our customers then kind of determine what you know, where we'll see more and more coming, uh, which once we get more uh, on our shelves and so on, because based on what they look for and how they like certain things, then we'll kind of decide what else to, to bring on. Yeah. When you're making your cheeses, Michaela, are you trying to, if you're making a mozzarella or a brie or, or a different type of cheese, are you trying to match the flavor of you know, the, the, the actual brie cheese, the dairy um, product, or are you trying to create something new and similar? Um, a little bit of both. So we, of course, kind of guided by what we know from the dairy world, right? I mean, we know what a certain, what cheddar flavors are like and, and what, are, what we gula and so on uh, taste like. But what I actually like is create something that is, equally satisfying um and has the kind of the, the cheesiness but isn't an exact replica inspired by it yes but not the exact replica and one of the cheese makers we work with um the cheeses she makes are amazing they're super popular 
I don't think it has an equivalent in the dairy world, mm. but they're really great. So, so I like that. I like that we have cheeses that are trying to mimic what we know because it's kind of what we're familiar with, right? I mean, you become vegan, you still want the sausage, right? You, you, you're probably not going straight from not being vegan to eating grains, right? I mean, you, you still want the, you still want what you are familiar with. Right. And, and same is, is the case in, you know, with this cheese as well. But um, I, I do like that there are cheesemakers that kind of create their own, their own cheese. That's so yeah. unique that there is no equivalent. Um, because the thing is, it, it's not the total replica. I mean, it's, it's very, because the base is just different. We don't, it isn't dairy milk. So if the base is different, although similar techniques are applied, it's gonna taste different. And I think that's what I try to explain people when they've had, um, when they're just trying to, you know, find vegan cheese that is like so-and-so. It's like, well, you're gonna have a similar experience. You're gonna have a, definitely the, the great satisfaction. And it works the same way if you wanna put it in a lasagna or something like that. But it's gonna be a little different because it isn't, it isn't cow milk, so, which right. is good. Yeah. yeah. I, what about consistency? Like that to me is the thing, like as long as it tastes good and mm -hmm. I do like when there's a similarity so that when I'm making a, a vegan pizza, mm -hmm. for example, and yeah. I want a mozzarella cheese on it, I want it to kind of, you know, give me that taste or if mm -hmm. I'm having nachos and I want something that's cheddar-esque, you know, right. I want that, but I also, I want the right consistency. I want it mm -hmm. to melt on that pizza like that, or, right. or if I'm having nachos, I want that stretch when I pull up that nacho yeah, chip. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Is that important to you or more important? Well, I mean, it is, yeah, I mean, yes, depends what I'm making. Like you were saying with nacho, you want that kind of gooiness. So there's definitely um, a little bit of a need for everything, right? I mean, you, you want that kind of the thing that really replicates that, the experience as well. Um, and we do, there are more and more cheeses that are like that as well. So you're, you're not exactly getting that stretchiness necessarily, but you have the gooiness and, and richness and so on. Um, so yeah, I mean, depending what I look for, or what I want to do with the cheese, you want that. Yes, you want the familiarity. So there's really, there is there a little bit of both, right? You, you have the ones that create that same, texture and so on and then you have others that are just that are more something you want to put on a on a cheese board or you just want to eat with crackers and so on not necessarily used for cooking because they may just disintegrate a little bit too much yeah. so then and, and and that's a good thing there's so much of, there's so much available now it can go either way yeah. so you don't have to choose anymore like uh you know it's only going to be stretchy if i eat it cold it's not going to be great um so you have every, you have everything and and that's nice so it really depending what you make and it's often when when we have customers and when they ask for a certain cheese we say you know what do you what do you want to make with it and based on that we can help you find the right thing yeah and do you have to be mindful when you're choosing different um vegan cheeses of how something is going speaking of gooiness how something is going to cook right for example if you want to take uh, Miyoko's cheese shreds and sprinkle mm -hmm. it in, um, you know, some uh, just eggs because you want to make a vegan mm -hmm. omelet. Um, yeah. 
do you know what I mean? Or if you want to make a lasagna or mm -hmm. something like that, or even take a, a vegan cheese slice and put it on a burger and let it melt. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. are, so different vegan cheeses perform differently, right? Yes. When you're cooking. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Because um, it depends on what ingredients they have. Because um, to create that kind of stretchiness in a cheese, you, you need some starches in it. And uh, if you take, for example, if you would take, for example, our house-made cheese, which is, what is one of our house-made cheeses, which is very straightforward. It's, it's, uh, it has four ingredients. There is no starch added, nothing. It's very, it's raw and what a lot of people appreciate. Um, I wouldn't recommend cooking with it because you could sprinkle it on top of something and it will melt. Um, a friend of mine, actually, she has a Mexican restaurant. They use it on their tacos and it's amazing, but they sprinkle it on on top, but it's not for the gooiness, it's for the flavor. Yeah. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So depending, you know, like you said, with an omelet, uh, the shreds are great. The, the pre-shredded things for, or the, the slices, the pre-sliced packaged one, the shredded ones for anything where you want to melt something like a grilled cheese, or you want to melt on top of something that is really great. Um, if you, you know, if some other cheeses may not hold up as much, you'll, you'll probably get the flavor still, but they may disintegrate a little bit if you cook them too, if you cook them too much, if you put them in a sauce, you'll probably get creaminess, but you're not going to get the gooiness or, um, you know, you're not going to necessarily get as much out of it anymore. So it, yeah, it definitely depends what you're trying to, what you're trying to make. Yeah, no, I, I love, you're making me hungry right now. <laughs> as we talk about this, my mind is thinking of cheese, different uh, vegan cheeses to try. I know, right? Now I know for you, I mean, you're a master at making vegan cheeses. I've never, I mean, I've made an Alfredo sauce, vegan Alfredo sauce, like I've made cheesy things, but I've never made my own cheese. It seems hard, Michaela, is it? Well, I mean, it depends. It is, it is and it isn't. Uh, and also, I, I, I mean, I'm really happy you, I, I don't call myself, I'm not a master in, in making vegan cheese. <laughs> there, are so, there are others out there that definitely make so many more um, different cheeses than, than we do and, and that I've done before. So I, I really appreciate it, but I'm more of a, probably more eating. I make a, I make a good amount of, of it, but I think it's more the eating part. <laughs> <laughs> that makes um, you an expert. <laughs> I specialize in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, is it, is it difficult? No, it depends what you make as well. I, there are definitely some that are more difficult. Um, there are some that are very simple, very straightforward. I think what makes it a little bit more, uh, not even complicated, but a little bit more elaborate is when you uh, start using cultures. Uh, not every culture is same. And that's very often cultures help us to create the um, flavor and also can alter texture. Yeah. So yeah. depending on what you're using, that one might make it a little bit more difficult. But other than that, I think what you need is, is time. Uh, because, you know, our cheese, like, it takes at least two weeks from beginning to end. Yeah. Not that it's like something that needs to be done every single day. Um, but it needs to ferment and then we'll, we'll shape it. And then it needs to sit for a little bit because we want it to firm up a little bit. Um, flavors get better the, the, the long it's been sitting in the fridge. So, you know, it just takes a while until 
the product is where you want it to be. And then there are some that are like, um, that we work with someone like uh, Ryan or Conscious Culture that use uh, cultures that just take four to six weeks to actually do what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, I love that. So I have to ask you this, something that I love so much and I don't think I loved it as much before I became vegan is a charcuterie board. And mm -hmm. I just, you know, I would love to know what you would put on with cheeses and I don't know, fruits and fruit. Like, what would you put? What would be your dream charcuterie board? Oh, I mean, I love putting those boards together. And I, um, I, I'm more of a minimalist in uh, yet having a good variety, but um, I usually make an, uh, a selection between four to five cheeses is usually good. Because if it's too many, too many people won't remember what they actually what ha what they had, and then I um, I select different textures. So I have something creamy, I have something firm, I have something with a little bit of spice, uh, maybe a little bit of a, a little sweetness, and then something very rich and you know potent, um, like strong flavors. I would, for example, take um, one of our house-made cheeses is our pepper billy that's always on my platter because it's so many people even non-vegans really like it it's a very simple flavor it has a nice pepper crust so that's a good starter and then uh for something firma i would say something like um uh from cheese hound she has something called motionok or otsego those are really um strong strong flavors um then the other ones I really like are the ones with the bloomy rind. We have, and I can show you actually a few because I have some here. And let me see if you can see this. So this is a nice one with the bloomy rind Ooh. that shouldn't be missing from any any cheese plate. And that's from Conscious Culture, uh, uh, Con Conscious Culture Creamery. And that's um, the culture that's being used here. It takes several weeks to actually start making that rind. Um, and that's where all the flavor is. So that what I would put on, I would also put a nice blue cheese on, which uh, this is from, um, from Rind here in Brooklyn. And again, they use uh, blue cheese cultures, so it has a really nice, uh, strong blue cheese flavor. Um, yeah, so it's that selection, something firm, something on the creamier side, something on the uh, stronger flavors. And then I like adding uh, cold cuts. We have this really great uh, prosciutto that I absolutely love. Um, we have some other cold cuts that we are getting in now that uh, turkey slices that are really great as well. So that I, I can't wait for put, to put those on the, on, the, on the next platter as well. And then I always like to add um, some, some jams because I like sweetness with it. Um, something a little smoky, like a smoky peach jam. Something a little bit tart. Um, honey, we have vegan honey. Drizzle that on a little bit of um, like something that Bloomy Rhine from the Maverick from Conscious Culture would be amazing. And then fruits, uh, uh, apples and pears are always a good um, a good addition persimmon it's in season right now which is really great um the makers of rind actually got me into adding that to a, a cheese plate because they added it and it was absolutely amazing so so yeah i mean that's kind of and then of course some nice crackers some i usually like to add something simple that is has a little bit of sea salt on it that won't take away from the flavor um, but also like a really nice hearty bread 
um, like now, you know, it's a walnut, something with walnuts in it, or because it's the season, something with like dried uh, fruits in it will be really nice. So, so yeah, yeah, now I'm getting hungry. Wait. <laughs> so good. Oh, that sounds so good. So wait, walk us through, uh, let me ask you this first. With COVID and everything, how's business and how are you getting cheeses to the people? I mean, I know for a while you had to be closed, but now are you open and people can come mm -hmm. in? And are you Yeah, Yeah, so we were actually open this whole time because we are in Essex Market, mm -hmm. which is, we have grocery stores. So we were actually able to, um, we stayed open. We reduced our opening hours and it was just, me and I mean, I have a very reduced team right now. It's uh, my uh, two people that have been with me for a long time. And, and I asked them if, you know, if they didn't want to come in and, you know, I, we were just made it work ourselves. Uh, but we've been open this whole time and my team's been awesome. Um, and we started, we, we, we adjusted. I mean, we didn't do delivery and we didn't do shipping before because it's pretty tight. But we started doing that. We started offering delivery. Um, we started shipping. We, we started that, I think, in late March or April, the first, the first round of shipments. We were so overwhelmed. We were out of inventory within a few days and we were like, oh my God, I just didn't expect that. Um, so we did, uh, so we did that during summer we stopped because it's just, the temperatures are just not great for shipping this delicate product. Yeah. Uh, but we started shipping again a few weeks ago. Um, and yeah, we do delivery. We started online classes, which on average was like one every month. In summer, we had a, a few more. Uh, we used to do classes in our show kitchen. And well, now we moved online, which I actually really like. We figure things out and I'm very lucky to have a team that's just so dedicated. and you know happy to be around and happy to be with our customers they're happy to you know have interactions see our regulars and so on and yeah i, I want you to kind of take our listeners and our, our audience through because a lot of people think that um and and not to say anything bad about what's in the grocery stores but they think that that's it so if they live in a certain area maybe diet cheese is all they have or mm -hmm. if they go to a yeah. whole foods maybe they've tried um miyoko's but just mm -hmm. very limited but I love the fact that you have such a grand variety of cheeses. So take us through some of the cheeses that you have so people can kind of wrap their minds around what it's mm -hmm. like to go to a vegan cheese shop. Yeah. <laughs> so first of all, to, to uh, help people visualize, we are set up just like any other uh, cheese shop. We're in a food market. We have a stall that's kind of wrapped around us in a, in a half circle. And it's a display case, and we have large wheels of cheese in that display case that we, uh, and we sell by weight, we sell by quarter pound. So you can just come up and get a quarter pound of this one, a quarter pound of that one. Um, we have cheeses from anywhere from something like a chevre, softer, milder kind of um, taste to uh, blue cheese, three, Scooters. I'm using all these terms to get people, you know, give an idea of yeah. what we have. But there is uh, a wide variety. We have local ones. We have several uh, great cheesemakers in New York 
or vicinity of New York, we have um, at least five, six local ones. Uh, Rhine is one of them that's made locally here. Uh, there's several, three, four that come from upstate New York. We have um, some from a new one now, which I'm so excited about from Texas. And they make amazing, an amazing career. Uh, that when we got there the first time that was gone within a few days, it was really, really great. Uh, and then we have a lot of West Coast um, cheese makers as well from, and they also, and, and when I talk about them, those cheese makers, they all, they're not just, they don't just make one kind, they all make anywhere between three to 10 types of varieties themselves. So on average, I think we have probably between 10 or 15 different um, cheese makers we have on a regular basis and, and the, they each have between two to eight or 10 different types of cheese that we, that we carry. Maybe not all of it at the same time, because um, we do have a little space uh, constraint. So we kind of, we sometimes rotate it. So you may not always find all the same cheese all the time, but we'll probably have something, if you liked the aged white from uh, Vitopia, we probably have something that's similar if we don't have that one. Um, yeah, so there's, yeah, so there's this great variety. You're looking for something that's like firm and smoky. We have something for that. We have something that's creamy. Do you want something with a little bit of, um, like now the seasonal flavors, the currant and almond, which, you know, we, we have a few coming in now as well. So there's quite a, quite a selection and yeah. And then it, then we usually ask like, what are you trying to make? Do you want to make it a cheese platter? or do you want to cook with it? And then based on that, we'll, we'll help you uh, find the right thing. And that's, and then we also have a little case where we have um, cheeses that's packaged. We do have the shreds. We do have the, the ones that are not so common. We still like to have uh, products that you wouldn't necessarily find in a supermarket. So we like to work with smaller, uh, smaller makers, but we do have, we do have Mayoko. Um, we do have uh, BioLife. So, you know, there's, there is, uh, those are available too. So we have the packaged shredded ones and then we have the big wheels. Um, and we also have uh, like mozzarella and Parmesan shreds that we sell by weight as well. So we have that in a large, um, large bowl and you can just get that by quarter cup as well, which is great because a lot of people actually appreciate not having to use packaging because you can avoid um, the plastic container it comes in. Yeah, so true, so true. So Michaela, is there some kind of like vegan cheese convention? Like how do you all, <laughs> I didn't realize there were all these people out there like in New York City making vegan cheese. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, wish, I wish there would be a convention. I wish there would be like the Vegan Cheese Makers Association or something yeah. like that. Not there yet. Um, interestingly, I, and there, you know, there's so many more out there. I, most of them I find through social media. Like I'm always looking for hashtag vegan cheese and so on. And Canada has great ones. Oh yeah, we, we're getting now cheese from Canada as well. Not as much yet because customs is a little tricky with a perishable product that's supposed to be arriving within 48 hours. Right. <laughs> It'd be a little tricky. Um, but Canada has some great, uh, some great ones. Australia, I mean, so many, I like, and we, you know, we can't get our hands on those yet. Europe, 
the UK. It's amazing. I mean, I, I see such great uh, uh, creations and so many beautiful cheeses there. And someone from Europe actually reached out to me once and said, like, shall we get a mailing list together? And I'm like, yeah, let's do that. And then we kind of didn't really get around to it. <laughs> but I wish, I wish there would be something on a Facebook page or something like that because I, I'm sure there's a Dairy Cheesemakers Association, right? Oh, there I mean, has to be. They have a whole lobby and everything, man. It's oh, so yeah. Many- You'll wait until we start lobbying. That would be cool. <laughs> that needs to happen. That yeah. needs to happen. Yeah. Y'all need to organize. Vegan Cheesemakers <laughs> need to unite. Oh, um, yes. We need, we need more people to know that you're out there. So let me ask you this, Michaela. For folks who may not be able to get access to your cheeses, um, and they're going to the grocery store, right? Mm-hmm. What cheeses that are on the shelves yeah. do, do you recommend? Some of the classics, right, uh, that are pretty commonly available in a lot of supermarkets are, you know, like, I mean, too foodie. It's been around for a long time uh, and it has its place. I, if you want to make cream cheese frosting, too foodie is actually a great choice. You can also uh, spruce it up a little bit and make your make a vegetable uh, cream cheese, chop a few vegetables and, and whip it up. Um, so if that's what you have, that's great. You have act definitely have, uh, that works too. Um, BioLife, Follow Your Heart, Chow, those are all great options. Those are all more on the pre, um, pre-sliced or shredded uh, cheeses, but those are the ones that are kind of great for uh, grilled cheese sandwich. Uh, on your, you know, melted onto your lasagna or anything like that. So those are really great options. Um, other things that are pretty, you know, Miyako obviously has a, a great range of products that is now um, in a lot of supermarkets. And I really like that she is going to, she's really working on getting into as many supermarkets in, as possible. Yeah. And the choice is, that they have is really great. You have a, you have the oat cheese now that's meltable and shreddable and comes sliced and is nut free and soy free, which is great for, um, you know, for your kids to bring to school because, well, if schools are open, but you know because it's nut free, so it, it's uh, you don't have to worry about nut products bringing to school. So that's that's great. Um, they have uh, spreads like cream cheese kind of uh, spreads. And you also have some that are great for dips or like putting over your nachos. And then they have the aged ones, the wheels that are something you want to put on a, on a, on a uh, cheese board. So the range of product that Miyoko has is really great. And maybe not every supermarket or every store that you have carries it yet, but you know, if they have access to some of them, chances are they probably have access to more. So the more you ask for it, the more they will see that there is demand. Um, so yeah, so I think there are some good options out there. Uh, something you can definitely uh, use and, 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 and uh, uh, make use of and, um, and cook with as well. I like, um, and I think you're familiar with that. Is it Tree Life or Tree Line? Oh. Yes, tree line. Yes, tree lined as well. That is great too. Really, the the spreads are amazing. The aged one is really great too, especially the one with the pepper. Really, really great. And that's um, that's a great example as well. It's it's 
they've been aged for, I want to say six to eight weeks. So it's nice and firm. It's really great on a cracker, um, on a cheese board and has a very, um, it's a really nice, rich taste as well. So that one's really great. Oh, that sounds so delicious. Okay. <laughs> so what, okay. One last question. What would you say to someone, Michaela, if, like I started off saying, if they were like, oh, I, I want to go vegan, but I, I just don't want to give up the cheeses. What would yeah. you tell them about cheeses that are out there that are vegan? Yeah, I think I would, I think I would want to know what exactly it is that they like about it. Because like, when you say you, you, you know, what is it that you think you're going to miss? Because um, if it's your Alfredo sauce or if it's your nacho dip hey there is something for you actually don't worry about it you're not even gonna notice the difference um so i think what i uh i always ask them is like what do you do with it what do you want to you know what are you afraid of you of, of missing out because i i know that i'll have something for you i can tell you what you can do instead and you're not even gonna you'll you'll be fine <laughs> you're still gonna have a very creamy, rich, cheesy sauce on your pasta, if that's what you want, it's, it's all possible. Um, so you really don't have to worry about missing out. I love that. So I wanna let people know how they can find you, A, mm -hmm. if they're in Manhattan, uh, in the Manhattan area, and then B, since you're shipping again, mm -hmm. what, what they can do to get their hands on your cheeses. Yeah, yeah, so we're in um, the Lower East Side at the um, Essex Market the new Essex market um, and we have delivery available through Postmates in uh, Manhattan and parts of uh, the boroughs as well and then we do have uh, shipping we ship uh, nationwide right now all our foods are shipped in um, insulated containers um, two-day shipping because it's perishable food and we pack it with lots of dry ice to make sure it um, you know it holds up uh, throughout the journey and then we also have um, online cooking classes once in a while. We have one coming up for Thanksgiving. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll have a few probably cheese making classes coming up as well in spring again. So if, if you are somewhere where you don't have access to great cheese options, I'll, you know, I'll show you how to make some at home. <laughs> Wait, tell me about this Thanksgiving class that you're doing. Yeah, so... Um, it's a Zoom class and it's a cook-along class, which is optional. You can also just um, um, watch the recording of the video later on. But we'll be making a uh, Thanksgiving roast. We'll have a seitan roast, but we'll also make a gluten-free roast. So it's, you can decide which one you want to make. And a, a cheesy uh, potato uh, Brussels sprout scripter, because of course we're making, we have to make a, a cheese sauce and a mushroom gravy. So. What? <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I say. I mean, I've been. That's. It's my favorite roast. I've been making it for years, and this year I thought like we did actually have that class last year too in person. Um, but the great, you know, the great thing is what these online classes is anyone can join, and that makes it really, really fun. It's really interesting too because you know wherever you are, you can you can watch. And we raise uh, funds for a charity uh, with every class. This class, we are raising funds for Woodstock Animal Sanctuary. Oh, lovely. I love that. 
Well, Michaela, thank you so much for being on the Vegan Sexy Cool podcast. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. And I got to get to your cheese shop very soon. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode. And thanks to Michaela for being here. I hope you learned a lot about vegan cheeses and that you are inspired to keep trying to find the vegan cheeses that you love. And check out Riverdale Cheese. Uh, We'll put their website in the notes of this podcast because you definitely want to check them out. Um, If you have a moment and you liked what you heard here today, please leave a comment. Also, be sure to subscribe, follow us on social media, and visit vegansexycool.com for info on how to get your vegan life. Until next time, everybody, I'm Jackie Reed. Stay safe and stay sane. (music) 